Hey y'all, thanks for tuning into the Nintendo Drive. If you're hanging out with us on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and ring the bell icon so you never miss an episode. Or if you're getting cozy and listening to us on your podcast feed, make sure you're following and leaving us nice reviews. You can also support the show on Patreon and pick up some awesome merch. Links to those and more are in the description, but let's get the show started. Ryan, Seth, stop what you're doing right now because we are live recording a podcast, for goodness sake. So keep it clean. All right, Seth? You filthy All mouse right. son of a gun, you. <laughs> yeah, you I'm filthy animal. Bad, you filthy animal. <laughs> I thought Did I'd you... be the one you'd be worried about being the Xbox guy jumping in on this Nintendo podcast, this family-friendly podcast. Definitely the X not. Factor on the show today, Ryan Turford. Welcome Correct. in, Ryan. How are you, dude? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, the weather is kind of cold outside. It's snowing. It's a bit. It's 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 not great. Seth, not save me, <laughs> Seth. <laughs> Look what you've invited to this show. You you guys asked me to be here of all things, and and here's what happens when that happens. But it's it's good to see you guys. It's good to see you guys. I'm I'm glad I'm you know filling in for the show. Although these are some tough shoes to fill because I'm filling in for Luckleth tonight, unfortunately. And uh, and you know it's just it's tough. It's tough to fill in. But I have a physical. Already prepared. Nice. So at least I've I've oh, got snap. that step going on. Yeah. Well, just get some get a get a DoorDash and pull some red wine out of the fridge, and you're you're well on your way, my friend. Like <laughs> yeah. you're I, you're good. Some, <laughs> eat some cheese fries or whatever it is she's doing. <laughs> the night's still young, my friends. There's still lots of time to go before I go to sleep. So you never know. Can I can I say um, that I've really been enjoying the 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 mix mash of it, we're like a we're like a box of Lego that isn't the set. We're just like the leftover pieces that you kind of go like, I guess we'll make this now, you know? Yeah. We'll just, well, now we got a, we got a Ryan, a me and a Seth. And last week it was Seth and Lockleth. And on the PlayStation drive, Seth was on there and, and Matt's in, I don't know, is he in Mexico? Where is Matt? Where did he go? I don't know where. Tahiti? He's on a place. beach. He didn't mention to me where he went, but he just said he was going. An undisclosed... Maybe it's better that we don't dox him. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably what are his not. coordinates? How but but like also, like Seth and I both did PlayStation Drive together with, with Matt last week, too, which was also, again, True. just weird. We are doing, so we're experimenting good. with combinations here, you guys. It's I'm enjoying I love it. it. I'm enjoying it. Well, yeah. you know, the internet can easily triangulate uh, positions. If we remember bringing back to Nintendo when the NX was originally leaked, that that circular, the uh, elliptical kind of oval controller yeah. screen thing that had a reflection of a tree that was definitely that tree and wherever the heck it was. But <laughs> a good memory. If you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, John32 if in the chat know, says, uh, yeah. what happened to, to Lockleth? Um, Lockleth died. Uh, she died yeah. of the same thing that I died of last week it when was I Sean, wasn't on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean last week, yeah. it's Lockleth this week. I, man, I hope I'm safe for next week Seth, at this point. I don't think it's coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clock's ticking, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm probably next on the chopping block after Seth at this point, so it's fine. We're all oh, going to get whatever gosh. is going around the carpool, I guess, since we're all sharing the car together. Even though we're masking up, it's just, you know, it's it's inevitable. It's going through the the cyber Something. the cyber waves. It's going through the world wide web, Seth. Something's oh, happening. 
Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know what's going on. Who knows, dude? It's I'm, just like I'm, that movie horror movie Pulse. I don't know if you either of you seen that movie. No. It, was a, it was a horror movie in like the early 2000s. Oh yeah. Where the where there were ghosts that were invading the living world through the internet because they were they're ghosts that live in the internet apparently and they want to you know come and invade our souls and you know cause mass hysteria to the point where it becomes like a post-apocalyptic series with the the second and third movies where the world is totally demolished because there's technology everywhere there's just ghosts pouring through it constantly it's i'm very into this I'm very into. I want to watch it. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to watch it. That sounds really good. We need a movie podcast, man. Like we need ugh, all these things, Ryan. But it is just as well because Lockleth isn't feeling well, and we hope that she gets better very soon. But I think you were going to be on the show anyways. Yeah. Um, because Fire Emblem is a thing that eventually we'll probably talk about tonight. It's 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 this thing right here. This big box, oh snap. This Fire Emblem Divine Edition. Look at it's the size exciting. of that box. I know. Well, again, I also had to, you know, invoke the spirit of Lockleth tonight by bringing out a physical, a physical yeah. thing tonight. So I got my Fire Emblem Divine Edition. I'm so excited to talk to y'all about Fire Emblem because I've been chopping at the bit to talk about this game and I haven't been able to talk about it on a podcast yet. So I'm very Here excited we are. tonight. Well, I'm yeah. curious, um, Seth, tonight. if we should just delay, like kind of just just because or should we like <laughs> let him let him do the thing? Let it rip. Can I say yeah. real quick, because let as of rip. right now. He let it rip like Beyblade, of course, Sean, as you know well. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have to say here, and especially since Lockleth's here, sick and in the chat, uh, Lockleth is staying up, even though she's sick, to make sure that exactly at midnight, the Murford and Sean shirt mm. will be decommissioned. So you have yep. just a couple of hours as we're live right now on YouTube.com slash Carpool Game. If you're listening to this on the podcast feeds, you're already too, too late. late. Missed you missed chance. out. Mm-hmm. You got to go ahead and get that Murford and Sean shirt, bit.ly slash CPG merch. Let get it be it a lesson. You know, if if, this, yeah. if you are one of the, the unfortunate souls out there who did not jump on this, there will be others, but not this one again. This one right. is like, like it's one of those you right click on it and you permanently delete. Like you, you download that special software that deletes the file forever. It's like not just even complete, in the vault. It's, it's the version the of what is it? The dip from from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. It's that yes. for computer files. That's where it's going. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is coming in and dipping that Brian Murford, the Murford and Sean's T-shirt <laughs> into the dip. It's gone forever. Yep. Speaking of terrifying, that this is the opposite thing, Seth, that we get to do tonight. We get to reference things in the post show because we've already we pre-recorded True. the post show. Yeah. So Pre-po-show. speaking of post show things that we've already discussed. You know, things that terrify you, they've, uh, they're supposed to be meant for kids, but it's very, very, very scary. Early, early 90s, late 80s kind of stuff. Very scary stuff, man. You mean yeah. to tell me y'all were terrified of who framed Roger Rabbit and Christopher Lloyd? <laughs> Not what? only that, but especially steamrollers, Ryan. Yeah. Steamrollers oh, forever okay. were ruined from that movie. And the high-pitched like, voice and everything. <laughs> So when you so when you watched Awesome Powers for the first time yeah. and you saw that poor guard get run over by the steamroller, you're like, exactly. brought back all those these are terrible the two, memories. Those are the two steamroller memories from movies in my mind forever. That's hilarious. Who Watch Roger Mojo, Rabbit? Watchmojo.com's most iconic steamroller moments. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's in it. <laughs> it's like a top five list and they get through one and two and that's it. Well, They're done. Sean, you know, we all we have Power Wash Simulator as well as a bunch of other simulators. When are we going to get, you know, Steamroller steam Simulator? Steam my God. Simulator. Can we please? That would be amazing. 
yes. just drive your steamroller everywhere and try not to run people over with it flat oh, or cartoons. Terrifying. You do not want to get <laughs> caught up in a like more terrifying than like a like a tree, like a wood chipper. Like right. it, yeah. You know? But that's a I don't know, that's just me. I think I'm a little broken. I know I the, a little? Yeah. The, yeah. the, the it's, problem it's better when I say it. Take it easy there, Murford. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> back, back off, all right. The problem with uh with Lockliff not being here tonight is we have nobody to rein us in. It's just the inmates are running the right, right here, right? right? That's Ryan's that's Ryan, in his DNA. Pl- Ryan's please. Good. I bring people in when I'm hosting the show, but I'm not hosting this show. So as far as I'm concerned, crazy. it's up to it's up to the I'm the guest here. As far as yeah. I'm concerned, it's up to the host to rein things in. We are. I, I'm just I'm just going with the flow that you We're guys are trouble, presenting. Dude. Me. We are. We're in, in trouble. trouble. <laughs> We're in trouble, dude. It's gonna be rough. Uh, okay. Well, let me let me attempt to do so by asking uh, what everybody's been playing. Is that normally what we do here? I think we so. Talk about what we've been I playing? think so. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. been going on? Ryan, what have you been playing, my friend? Uh, so Fire Emblem came out 10 days ago from the time we're recording this. Uh, I spent about 50 hours playing that game in 10 oh days. Oh, my God. <laughs> in 10 days. Yeah. I could not put it down. I finally finished it this morning. Uh, I did the last mission and uh, the credits rolled and oh, my God, I I loved it. I loved wow. Fire Engage. I could not stop playing it. Um, it's honestly if this game would have come out last year it would have been my one of my favorite games from last year i think wow um and i just i just really 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 enjoyed my time with it it was really refreshing to play a great strategy role-playing game like fire emblem engage i've been really wanting a game like that um and one of the things i loved about engage versus three houses um and it is one of the kind of the key differences this time around is i've really felt this game put a lot more emphasis on the strategy itself versus mm-hmm. all the relationship building stuff or the you know the the school stuff that we had in three houses i like that they they really simplified things and may put the emphasis on the strategy combat this time around and that's what i really that, that's one of the reasons why i just was so engrossed in the experience was because i just wanted to see what what they would throw up me next with with each new mission um with some of the because they do some crazy stuff with the strategy and they add some interesting mechanics. It almost kind of reminds me a lot of, um, did either of you play uh, fire emblem fates conquest specifically? Not conquest. I did birthright. I think birthright was the one I did too. Yeah. yeah. It was the okay. easiest one as well. I think that's what yeah. most people would have done. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Br- conquest was actually brutally difficult because you couldn't actually, it, there were no skirmish matches. So you couldn't, um, grind, grind. Like level yeah. grind your characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of just were stuck with whatever levels they were at, combined with the fact that there were a bunch of environmental hazards while you were on the maps, or it threw a bunch of different and interesting challenges your way. And I really feel like Engage is kind of that idea, but the, but a little more approachable. Um, so I really, really enjoyed that aspect. Not only that too, um, I'm just going to throw it out there. For the longest time, people have asked us on the RPG Cave um, where they should start with Fire Emblem because there are so many different games with Fire Emblem. Where should someone start if they're getting into the series brand new? And this is actually my my answer for the longest time was Awakening on 3DS was the be- perfect place to start. But I'm telling people now more than birth. If someone asked me think? that question, interesting. I I actually think that they should start with this one. I actually really? think Engage is like probably the best place to start with Fire Emblem if you're like a new. Someone new to the series. I actually think it's probably the, this is the one to start with. And then if you're into this, then maybe go back and play Three Houses or, you know, pull out your 3DS and play, you know, Awakening or Conquest or something like that. Like, I think there's a lot of good options to go from there. But I think 
this does a good job of teaching you as well how to play it. Um, everything's very straightforward and easy to understand uh, mechanically. And then the story's pretty good too. So honestly, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. But I know you guys probably have some questions for me. Presto the Magnificent so. was in the Discord and it says, <laughs> question for the show, which game is better for a new fan of Fire Emblem, Engage or Three Houses? You kind of answered that as well, but I don't know if you even... Yeah. If you would even consider three houses, it sounds like that wasn't even part of the like newcomers package, Ryan Turford. Well, that's because I the reason I don't usually recommend three houses as a as a place for people to start um, is because it, it it's a very daunting entry to start with as far as mm. game mechanics layered on top of each other. Um, whether it's, you know, having to explore the school, doing the teaching stuff, keep going fishing in the pond, doing relationship stuff like a lot. Of, there's a lot of systems outside the core gameplay that I think are good for people who have been who are like, you know, been playing these games for a while. Yeah. But I think for a new player, it's like they just kind of want to, you know get into they want to see why people enjoy the franchise yeah. and three houses again was just different enough where i don't think it's a good place for new entry for new people in the same way that awakening was because i felt like awakening had a great story had a fantastic ca cast of characters and just had really fun gameplay that was easily uh, easy and approachable um which is why i recommend that uh, recommended that one for the longest time as the place to start um but i think engage is probably now the place where i, I recommend new people to go it's interesting mm. that we got this game and probably by design as well. It sounds like maybe like, and this is, I don't know a, a better word to use, but a simplification compared to three houses, because like, where do you go from there? Other than if you just keep going bigger, better, it makes it more complex and more tricky. So I have a feeling like maybe this is a kind of an inflection point for the series where maybe similar to what Arceus represents for, for Pokemon, where maybe we have some that are just gameplay, like, really good tactical grid-based stuff with some right. cool stories and a couple waifus and husbandos for us to enjoy, of course, uh, which sounds like that's what this is with Engage. And then maybe there's the the ultimate kind of one where it's like all the things wrapped up into a thing like like Three Houses. Uh, mm. I kind of like that, actually, that, that the follow-up to Three Houses wasn't a bigger, stronger, faster sequel to that. It's mm -hmm. this is different and it allows for both to exist. But I think, Ryan, that Maybe that's why the reviews came in the way they did because it wasn't right, right. Yeah. Like low 80s, which of course we are mindful of because we're kicking the absolute crap out of those <laughs> dum dums over at the trophy room. <laughs> yeah, we really we, are. Oh my, we really, we won strong January. Start. Mm -hmm, yeah, strong very start. good start. Dead Space 89. This was sitting at like 83 or something. So we're doing great. Uh, they're doing terribly, of course. Um, and, and if anybody wonders why I'm being so harsh with them, it's retaliatory. Okay. I need to be able to at least stand up for myself. They, they shot first and I listened to their show and you should too. You should listen to the trophy room. Uh, so you at least get an understanding of what I'm going after here. But Ryan, I'm jealous that you're playing this. Uh, it looks great. It looks very colorful. I need to talk to you about these, um, invisible walls. They're yeah. everywhere. It seems like there are invisible walls everywhere. And how, oh, how yeah. are you dealing with this? Well, first off, I will preface the invisible walls only exist in areas that so after each mission, 
you basically get go to this area where you can walk around. And what they do, which is really interesting, is they give you the ability to run around the map you just fought in. That's awesome. As like an explorable area that you can then pick up um, little items that are on the That's ground. Cool. You can talk to the characters uh, that you fought in battle with. Mm-hmm. And they'll usually talk about how they felt about the battle. Um, as well as there's actually pets that you can adopt for your home base that you'll also find in these areas. And and depending on what region you fought the battle in, there will be different pets available for you to adopt, um, which then of course give you different, you know, items that'll spawn in your main base. Um, So it's worth picking them up. Um, But that's where the invisible walls come in because as you get to the edge of the map that you fought in, the there's invisible walls there where even though it looks like the area goes farther, farther past that, you, you just walk into the invisible wall because again, I, I think you're referring to the the, the video that Vic posted, right? Yeah, that's also. exactly it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, but it only exists there. Whereas if you go to the main area, the the Somnale, I mm-hmm. think it's called, or Somniel, um, like there's no invisible walls there or anything like that. It's just, it, you know, it, it looks like you can go to all the places you can go to, which is not it's not a huge place you can run around, anyways. Um, but there's not really invisible walls there. So the invisible walls only take place in that one subsection of the game. And and to be fair, later in the game, I really found I would just run around, pick up all the things, and then just kind of go. Yeah, you don't want that to be an infinite space. You don't want it to be a gigantic open world. It's not, Yeah, yeah, you're not seeing a mountain off in the distance and going, I'm going to run to that. Like, that's not a big deal. It's... I, I what I love about that is is Fire Emblem continues to find creative ways to bridge the gap between what is traditionally a much more like top down grid based strategy to there's an actual battle here with real characters happening on the ground and when the when the when the franchise kind of went over to Switch I love how it does that what it's beautiful graphics Cinematic. these characters are amazingly designed but the history of the of the series is little pixel things like smacking into each other and stuff so I love that we've gone from one to the other and my history in in strategy games is more the the real-time strategy but as soon as we are able to in like starcraft 2 zoom in and get nice and close to what's going on like that's we've always had this static view from over top so anytime we can kind of get down onto the battlefield and this is such a nintendo fire emblem anime kind of thing to do is yeah let's go adopt a pet and talk to our warrior friends about their feelings after a horrific battle like who (laughs) knows what like dismemberment just happened like how you doing i'm kind of sad hey bud (laughs) (laughs) exactly and it actually goes back to you know if i may you know wax a little xbox for a second here that actually goes back to the history of halo and how halo even became a thing because halo originally started as a real-time strategy game and they would go down to the map level and run around as master chief and they're like well that's just so much fun let's just make that the game instead of a real-time strategy so good man so it's just it's just funny we've kind of come full circle where now you can do that and again like when i say they recreated the the maps they from that you actually play on in 3d that is literally what you what space you're you're going around like if there's a turret on the map um that uh, in the overhead map you then can run up to that turret after the battle's over and just go sit in it if you want to um which is just really interesting quick shout out for a freaking super chat thank you so much amon for the dollar super chat that you are the real mvp that's awesome dude what, what appreciate a nice that. Young, young man. I appreciate what a nice, that. nice chap. We appreciate that. Can I ask you yeah. this, Ryan? Because sure. I feel I feel like um this to me, and I played three houses for a little bit. Uh I couldn't read it, uh, which was kind of, you know, my my 
you know, manifesto about that game was I just couldn't read it. It's just like the text was so small. I was trying to play it in handheld mode. But when you were saying earlier how there is a lot of kind of barriers and mechanics and things, it's really front loaded of like you Mm got to get into the groove of the school and stuff. So like the notion of being able to sort of get into it more quickly does sound like more appealing to me. It does. It does sound like I would. I would like this one more. But I'm seeing a lot of division from people who are like, I miss the kind of tea parties of Three Houses, and I miss the kind of like you know school life in Three Houses and stuff like that. And it doesn't sound like. It sounds like this is really scaling that back quite a bit and simplifying things. Yeah. Now John thirty two actually points out in the chat. I still had to spend half an hour in the the Somniel up updating all of my characters and bonds tonight so there is definitely stuff you have to do mm-hmm. in the home base between missions um and there are some beneficial features for going back there after every single battle that you do in the game um but but i definitely understand why people miss some of that stuff because you know you get a lot of that stuff from they, they brought a lot of that those relationship things over from persona so you've right. had a lot of people who like persona jump into fire emblem three houses for the first time and they loved all those elements for it so it is you know sad for the like i can understand why people would be upset that those were taken out but honestly i think it just helps the flow of the it just makes the game flow a lot better with it not being bogged down with a lot of that stuff where likewise, if I didn't want to do all that stuff, I don't feel forced to do that. Whereas in three houses, I felt like I was forced to do the tea parties or forced to do a lot of the other side activities throughout the school. Even if I just didn't want to, especially like on my third playthrough, I'm like, all right, can I just like go through this quicker somehow? Um, So I definitely think this time around the, the pace of, of the gameplay is much better, but also again, there's lots of stuff to do back in the main base if you want to explore that that aspect of things, and you can still have like you know lunch meals with your other party members if you want to do that, or you know there are some some multiplayer trials you can go do in kind of the main base. Um, there's a, there's a lot of things to do back there if you really want to explore and do more outside the just the traditional battles, but definitely like the relationships between the characters took a big hit this time around. But honestly, I think it was for the better because it kind of reminds me of the relationship stuff in, uh, you know, Awakening or Fates, just without the child stuff. That none of that's right. there, so you're not, you know, making children. Um, there is still romance in this game, so all that's still there. You're still bu- building bonds between your teammates that then helps you in battle. You're also building bonds with the the emblem rings that you have, which are the the rings your characters wear that allow you to summon characters from the past Fire Emblem games. And depending on how those bonds level up, you'll then get passive bonuses for your characters as you're wearing those rings. Um, so there's definitely reasons to then level that stuff up. Um, so there's a lot of interesting elements at play here still, which still makes it a deep and rewarding experience. You're just, it's just in a different way than the other games were, which is why I can understand where the divide is. But for me personally, I'm in it for the gameplay and for the combat. And that was the best part about this game. And for me, that's one of the reasons why I really, really enjoyed this game a lot more than three houses is as, as much as I enjoyed three houses. Cause I p- did four playthroughs of three houses and played it for like 130 hours. So <laughs> of course I, I definitely enjoyed my time with it. Um, but I, I think I preferred this style of game more than three houses. And again, it just harkens back to classic fire emblem. Like it definitely feels 
more like a classical Fire Emblem. And I hope with the next game, I hope they do something completely different with it too. And do something uh, like bring in some different type of systems. Like maybe you're not a teacher or something like that, but maybe, I don't know, you're like a, um, like you're in the military and there's like military stuff you have to do with your troops or I don't know. You, they could do a whole bunch of different ideas with Fire Emblem. And I hope they continue to experiment with the series rather than then making it just be, you know, engaged, but then bigger with the next game. I like that. It was just funny because I was looking at this game and I'm like, okay, it's literally called Engage. Your character's wearing a ring. And this mm-hmm. is the one where they scaled back on relationship stuff. Like it just seemed like <laughs> yeah. it was like it was poised to be like, you know, I I think maybe people came in with, with preconceived notions about it, especially following up three houses. And um, I don't know, like that that sounds appealing to me, but at the same time, I mean there's got to be some waifu and husbando yeah. stuff in there, no? It's got to yeah. be in there. Oh, you better, be- you better believe it. <laughs> there is definitely uh, the waifu and the husbando stuff. Um, but, you know, the relation, the romance does uh, take a bit of a backseat this time around. We're not worrying as much about, you know, the, the romancing relationships with the other characters. But there is definitely some... Some waifus and some husbandos. I've seen screenshots out there, yeah. and there is a, it's a thirst trap more than a relationship manager. So that's that's great to see. We love we love that on our Nintendo platforms. It's very love a good thirst conflicting trap. between that and Bayonetta <laughs> and everything else. That's 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 great. I mean, man. even there's even husbandos and and waifus among the villains that you fight too, dude. And and oh, this snap. is if we were having a post show, this would be a topic for the post show. But we have already done the post show. It was pre the show. But like, I really, I, like you have me sold. This sounds awesome. And I've seen people play it and it looks great. And when I'm not talking to other people and I'm a very, like, I, I am, I am soft plastic, very influential. Like I, or I can be influenced malleable. very easily. Malleable. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Because when I'm, when I'm on my own, I'm setting my ways. I'm going like, I'm just going to play three houses and that's it. And that's, and I'm happy with that. I found peace. And then I come on to the show tonight and Ryan talk about how great this is and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, son of a B, like, do I have to go? <laughs> like, I've got credits on my, on my eShop. Like, I don't, I, I can, I can buy this right now, but I don't need it, Ryan. Like that, I don't need, so I'm conflicted and I'm a little frustrated yeah. by it because I'm just mostly just disappointed in myself that I, I struggle with this so much. In fact, I showed my family, Seth, um, I was making fun of my, <laughs> my, my parents were over, we were playing some board games for my wife's birthday over the weekend. And um, my mom was talking about how, or I was saying to my mom, I know what I'm doing. I know my game plan. I'm just following for this, for this game that we were playing. We we're playing uh, um, Ticket to Ride, uh, Rails and yeah. Sales. It was really, really Classic. Fun. So I knew my game plan and my my mom was struggling and I'm like, well, I just know what I'm going to do. And it reminded me of Lockleth making fun of me on the show because I'm all like, I don't know what's going on. And she's yeah. like, well, I'm not really conflicted like this. And I'm all, la-di-da. Well, la-di-da. So I showed my parents that old short that you made of us that that, that came up just in natural conversation. Listen, a little, oh, little clip from the, from the Nintendo a classic. Drive. A classic. Yeah. Amazing. 
Yard uh, says, like, "Do it, Sean." I don't know what I'm going to do, you guys. I'm a mess. Are you <laughs> no, kidding? No, there, th- that's the struggle right now. It's like the part of the reason why I kind of wanted to finish it by by tonight's episode um, is because you know I've got Dead Space waiting for me. I've got Spor- Forspoken waiting for me. I have a brand new PC, and I have so many real time strategy games to play. Like, there's a lot out right now, and then yeah. the Fiat Rhythm demo is out tomorrow, Seth. Oh I my gosh! There's 30 songs. There's 30 yes. songs, and I'm going to play that demo to death. So it's just like. I, there's too many games at the moment, unfortunately, and it's, so uh, it's a tough problem to have. So I can definitely understand why you haven't, you know, jumped in right away, Sean. And and but this was I had made that- up my mind. That's why I was set. <laughs> I was I'm, I've got a new playthrough going on on, on three houses on the Blue Lions. Like it's gonna we be- already have a George. We have a it's George. Like- <laughs> oh, yeah. Dang it! But well, this this will so be good. waiting for you in a year or two when when you finally actually ha- want to get around to playing it. No, because Xenoblade awesome. is in the hopper. So is Triangle Strategy. Like I'm a you guys. I'm a mess. There's no way I'm getting through all of this stuff. And I, I'm buying comics like an idiot. Like, golly, I'm just nobody. Like, don't follow my actions, everybody. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just here to show you what not to do. That's all. Yeah, don't do as well, I exactly. do. Do as Ryan does. Don't, don't. I'm just here for color. Well, that's commentary. why I focus down one game at a time because then, then I can get through them quicker. But Smart that's always man. kind of been must my, be nice, my Ryan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look at this guy just filling in the center stage. Just nice and easy like Lockleth would. <laughs> it's it's easy to do one game at a time when you can do 50 hours in 10 days, dude. That is yeah. nuts. It also, it also helps that the Switch is portable. So, I mean, there's that. And honestly, you know, I even had a little bit of a push playing this game, too, because it's just like I spent uh, last weekend at my girlfriend's place and her, she also has Fire Emblem. And she's like, all right, the whole time you're here, I love you, but we're probably just going to play Fire Emblem. I love like, this. Okay. I'm cool with this. But like one day we spent like eight hours on the couch playing Fire Emblem together. Goals. Like all, all curled up on the couch and stuff. It was so, it was so good. Oh my gosh. Oh, That's so relationship good. goals, dude. That's really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I love that. And Lockwood that. points out the fact that I, yes, I do. Unlike Kevin Ainsworth, unlike I do Kevin. actually have a job. Um, and I can't even, I can't even get to all these games. So, <laughs> I mean, I haven't even played Hi- Hi-Fi Rush yet. It's still sitting on oh. my PC just waiting for me to play at some point. Good game. That, that yeah. Hi-Fi Rush is a good game. I like it a yeah. lot. Nintendo show. Nintendo show. Uh, let me ask you about the performance and like the presentation of it, Ryan, because I feel like a lot of people have made a lot of hullabaloo here lately about mm-hmm. the Nintendo Switch's power, especially after Pokemon and everything. People are like, ah, oh, the Switch is getting long in the tooth, and certainly it is. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I look at this game, and I'm like, this is beautiful. And like, it looks like it runs super well. And I'm like, the Switch can still put out games like this. Like, I'm like, the old dog still has a few new tricks in it, man. You know, I think the characters and the spell effects look great. But just the environments leave a little to be desired when yeah. you're kind of when you're in the the environments themselves. The open map looks great, but it's just yeah. when you're in the the actual battles themselves, um, the actual environments themselves leave a little bit to be desired. But like the home base looks great, the characters look great, and it's interesting this time around too. Um, the main reason like why there's actually a shift in the character design as well with this game is because um, the characters were actually designed by a different company. This is actually the Atelier yes. developers who actually worked on the character <laughs> designs for this game, Atelier. Um, so, which is why so a lot of the characters look like the characters from Atelier Arise 3. <laughs> it's so funny. It, it, we all say it with like this, this awful Italian accent because it's, I thought you were going to say the word Italian, but it turns into Atelier. Atelier. It, it's Atelier. Atelier. Yeah. <laughs> 
the little yeah the little hands <laughs> just pinching so, so that's the main reason why the characters because the atelier games actually play really well on switch per, like with performance wise but they also have the, like the characters are well animated and, and well crafted um for the switch hardware so i think that played into it a little bit this time around whereas i think going back and playing three houses it just is rougher to look at especially mm-hmm. frame rate wise too where sometimes it can really dip whereas this game just you know, it's not always, it's not 60 frames per second all the time. It's 30, but it's a locked 30 pretty much throughout the entire experience. Like I didn't have any dips in frame rate. Not that it really matters again that much because it is, you know, a turn-based game. But even like when during the animations, when your characters are attacking, yeah. or when you're doing some of the over-the-top emblem moves, because there's, you know, uh, a lot of different over-the-top moves you actually do with your emblems. Um, like none of those ha- suffer from slowdown or anything like that. So I think... This is one of the better looking releases from Switch lately, both per- from a performance standpoint and just visual standpoint, I think. You love to see it. Thank you goodness. And you don't it. have anybody clapping their the inside of their elbow or anything weird <laughs> no. like that. Nope. Not this time or you're not you're not uh, <laughs> falling through environments or anything like that or yeah. you know, having people walk in on your battle as you're doing the battle. Yeah, I'm just no. realizing that Pokemon clap reminds me of. Do you ever see that? That there's a clip of. Um, I don't know if it was the Oscars or the Grammys or whatever, but Nicole Kidman is there with with her husband uh, Keith Urban, and she's clapping, and it's like she's never clapped before. Like it looks <laughs> like she has like the Pokemon bug. You got to look it up. It's amazing. She's like, what is she doing? Two people oh know exactly gosh. what I'm talking about there, man. But there are too many games. Ryan, do you have anything? Do you have anything else on Fire Emblem? You want to? No, I think I think we're gonna kind of wrap it up here. I think Fire Emblem's amazing. If you like the series and you and you can get over the fact that there's less relationship stuff to do or there's not the school stuff from the previous one, I think you're going to have a great time with this game. I think it's it, it if Breath of the Wild wasn't coming out this year, I would say it would it would probably be in the front runner for a Switch game of the year. If, oh, if snap. Breath of the Wild 2 or Tears Tears of the Tears of the Kingdom. Well, we're getting Donkey year, Kong and Mario, Ryan. We all know it to be true. <laughs> right. Oh, don't don't forget about that you know, that Metroid Prime remake coming out later this year as well. That's, that's what a mystery correct. 2023. Holy cow. Did anybody predict that, Seth? Did we predict anything about Metroid? I can't even remember. I don't think so. I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. because It took, needs to be on the show notes. I need to write that yeah, down. We, we're we going to reference it the rest, of, the rest of the year. We took yeah. poor notes is what we did. during. Well, the I mean, there, are, there are yeah. some poor fools in Fantasy Critic in our in our carpooled game oh, yeah. Discord Fantasy Critic who think Metroid Prime Four is they picked out this all year. the Metroid games coming out this year. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I don't even know. Well, what's no, happening. The, the the trophy room picked all of them, but then I noticed some carpool people are also picking Metroid Prime Four for this year too. Oh, in so. the host one. No, no, no! In our community ones. Oh, we're in too many community leagues. League dude. A and B. We are yeah. in way too many leagues. Holy cow! <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh um, man. Well, well speaking uh, of too many games, you guys. Second. Yeah. I'm not buying Fire Emblem. I'm I'm just, I'm confused about all these things. And what does Nintendo and Xbox figure out just all of a sudden? Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye dude. happened. Dude. Yeah, uh, dude. I, I, I think that I, I'm able to actually talk about this on two different shows in perhaps two different ways. Um, because the game released on Nintendo Switch and also on Xbox, and I've had two different experiences on both of these things. Uh, and we had a nice community game night on Saturday. We played multiplayer, which is exclusive to Nintendo Switch. And it's basically running like you are like couch co-op. 
Um, it's great. Just connected by the magic of the internet, which is far more technology than I ever would have imagined possible in Nintendo land. You know, like the, it's just some, some trickery is afoot here. Um, but we played with Bowser and a few others were, were jumping in, which was super fun. And uh, the only thing that, that it's so unfortunate, I was even saying this on the stream, Ryan, that like the controls are the story here yeah because goldeneye totally. is so special and the levels are great and the the weapons are awesome and just totally unique we didn't really see anything much like it after that and all we can talk about are these dang controls because they don't map well to a pro controller and if you do have an n64 controller which i do you don't want to play like that either because your muscle memory is backwards like the if you play with solitaire controls, the C sticks move you like they strafe you around and you're looking with the thumbstick with your left hand. It's totally swapped. And so like there's a couple things you can do to get the controls close to like a, a twin stick kind of control scheme. <laughs> it's not quite there. Um, luckily, I'm an old man and I play inverted because that was the default. It defaults. Yep. It defaults. It defaults. That's right to to invert it i think that it's that almost was, like that's the real way you're supposed to play things that's how your brain works that's how you you put the camera on the back of your head and you lift it back to to look upwards <laughs> you know that's yeah. how that works um but we had a great time playing it the sad thing is i don't know that people will do it again and right. that is the true crime and on the xbox drive ryan i'm going to tell you a completely different tale about yeah. my time on the xbox which is you know, just a, a quick sneak peek for those people, for people like is very good. I had a great experience on Xbox and I had a, oh, come on guys. Like just one more. Come on. Like it's, this isn't that bad. Like we're, it was that on Nintendo and that sucks. It's such an important game uh, for people who were there. You remember like the, the summers of GoldenEye, just endless multiplayer stuff. And the magic that brings us together on the internet is there, but the controls aren't. And golly, what a shame. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of what we expected to happen, especially with yeah. the as soon as they announced it was going to be an NSO game, I knew from the start they weren't going to go in and patch any of that I stuff. And, and and knowing, you know, what we know already knew before going into that about how you can match controls. I knew it was good. I expected it to be rough going into it, which which is too bad because that's not what you want it to be, because if it controlled better, I think people would enjoy I think it, people more, would especially. Too. Especially with the single player, because one of the special things the single player does for for GoldenEye is when you play it on the harder difficulties, it's not just the enemies are more bullet spongy like every other modern first person shooter. There's extra objectives you have to go so to. Brilliant. There's other parts it's of the level you go to. Like it's it was such a forward thinking way of level design that we just other than Perfect Dark, like you what other developers it. really do that? You mm -hmm. don't ever see that. It's just the bullet spongy stuff. That's part of the reason why I don't play you know, modern shooters are on hard difficulty because what's the point is the way I kind of look at it. Well, and not only that, Ryan, the other crime here that is against humanity is that I would actually really like to play the single player because not only do you have the different difficulty levels, but there's the time trials that yeah. unlock cheat codes that happen that you can use in multiplayer. And that changes things up a little bit as well, because you don't have an unlimited number of maps or guns or modes or anything else. So at a certain point, you, you know, and we played GoldenEye so much back in the day. At a certain point, you kind of have seen it all. But that mm. extra flavor with the cheat codes of big head mode or paintball mode or whatever else, like those are great. But I will not be playing single player missions on the Switch. 
Not when I have the Xbox version over there, which controls phenomenally, you know? So that's been my, and it has achievements and it looks better. Like there's a whole bunch of, like there are actually two different games. And I think I saw, I don't remember who actually said it. There's two different developers who who handled it, who handled each one, which is fascinating. Um, And I think neither of them got the full treatment of what that game deserves as far as how important it is in gaming in general. It's just a shame that that like, it's just a matter of licenses and lawyers and whatever else. Well, yeah, I mean, if the Xbox version had multiplayer, it might it might just be the most it would perfect be the way definitive. to ever play that game ever. Yeah, totally. But yep, yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's there's more to it, which which is just such a shame. And and what's worse about this too is because you can't buy this game, you know, the license is going to run out at some point. Oh, so know. you know they're just going to remove it again. And it, and you know when when people finally get around to be like, all right, maybe I'll try Goldeneye again in a in a year or two, and they'll be you won't be able to play it anymore. It'll be gone from the store again. It'll just be poof. Because even on Xbox, you can't buy it either. It's you know part of Game Pass or part of Rare Replay, but you it doesn't count as a purchase for the game. So mm-hmm. it's going to be pulled at some point, which just Man, makes me really sad. You can't even buy Mario 3D World anymore. So yeah, this is going to happen to Goldeneye. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's unfortunate that they didn't go in and like touch up because this was essentially just like a ROM dump or something, like an emulated, you know, whatever on NSO, just like everything else on there is. And I think that there is some subset of the fan base that likes that from like a purist perspective or whatever. But like, and also the only reason the Nintendo Switch version has online is because that's baked into NSO. Yeah. That's the only, it's not like they went out of their way to make it work. You know, it just Mm -hmm. does. So, you know, it's unfortunate. It feels like, um, lazier, I guess on a, on switch, which is kind of unfortunate. And people are doing this crazy stuff where they're like, I'm going to have two controllers and play a Kimbo so I can have, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm, I mean, people so. used to do that all the time anyways <laughs> yeah. with the N64 version. So, I mean, that's not new. It's authentic. It's authentic if nothing else, but like, you know, it's, it, it's exactly how it was for better or worse. Um, but yeah, you, it's hard not to look at the Xbox version and be like, man, like this game is so special and so many things about it completely hold up. Yeah. And that that mission structure thing, the difficulty, that is so genius. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that people are going to take one look at it and hear all this discourse about the controls and stuff on Switch and just be like, nope, I'm good. I'm out. Yeah. You know? It's it really is a shame. And the thing is that like multiplayer is inherently kind of competitive. Like there's a score yeah. and everything too. So it's not very fun if you're just getting shellacked the whole time because you're fighting the controls. Like it's just, it's difficult to kind of get through that. But I'm, I'm curious to know if there's other people out there who have, who don't have an Xbox and are playing exclusively on switch, what the experience has been. Um, because like, this is my experience. There's a few of us who have a, a shared one here, but you know, leave a comment below. I'd love to love to hear more about it. Cause it's just such a, for me personally, just such a special game. So many great memories coming flooding back. And yeah, like I said, I'll talk more about it. I think on, on the Xbox drive, but while I whine and complain about not having time for the latest and greatest games, I'm playing maybe the best game from the nineties, <laughs> like <laughs> the 64. Just But, but why not, Sean? Why, why? I mean, that should be totally fine. It's just like, you know, at some point in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to replay or play for the first time, the Zelda CDI games. Cause I'm actually yeah. going to oh, play wow. those for the first time. Nice. And I'm just like, man, there's so many new games coming out in February, but I kind of, I kind of want to play the Zelda CDI games instead. The hard yeah. ones I think that just wants, wants. I just want that to be a thing. <laughs> the so. hard ones with the hard ones. <laughs> love is love, is. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Oh my gosh. Sean, anything else you've been playing? Just Goldeneye? Goldeneye on two different systems. I think that's, <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. And three houses, but very slowly. Um, yeah. Neon White, almost finished. I, I, I'm at the oh, point nice. now, Seth, that I, um, I'm i just going to beeline it for the finish. And right. I'm realizing, I basically did that the last two times that I've I fired it up. And I'm like, this game will take me like 45 more minutes tops. Like I, I'm just right. flying through these things. But I people have been like, why are you playing like neon white for so long? It's because I, I have replayed every mission Until so many times, like ACE, mm-hmm. ACE, whatever platinum trophy, whatever that is, and finding the gift. Um, and I'm not going to do that now. I think I'm just going to yeah. kind of see what happens. And by doing that, I think I'll enjoy the story a little bit. Like it's really ramping up here. Things yep. with the neon green and red and violet are kind of get a little spicy. So it does get spicy towards the end there. The unfortunate thing is the game's true ending. And this is like my one major complaint about the game is the game's true ending is locked behind the gifts. Yeah. So you get an ending and it's like fine, but the real ending only is, is when you get all the gifts. Yeah. So that kind of sucks, but and yeah. I, I think in my head, like I, I can't decide and I won't decide until I get there, but I'm like, yeah. I'm going to get to the end. And I, my intention is that I will go back and clean up, but at the very yeah. least I would like to just, it really doesn't seem I'm f- like I'm far in this game at all um, cuz right. I'm really not but it's because I've I've played every mission probably 20 times each you know right so yep oh yeah great game I, continues to be amazing I, i'd spent like 20 hours just on the first like 3 chapters totally. like i just you know that's how it is dude <laughs> yep that's part of the fun is replaying all the missions in that game but i got oh, up yeah. real early to play some games this morning you guys like i might be onto something new i was up at like 3 30 in the morning so that i yeah. could play games and then go to the gym and then go to work so Good like what's the dad code once we're done this i'm going to bed yeah <laughs> i'm Good so call. done yeah oh man can, can i talk to y'all quickly about spongebob the, the good news <laughs> about about SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all, but yes, of course. <laughs> so I'm playing this on Switch. Uh, huge thanks to THQ Nordic for providing me a code for this. Uh, it is really fun, actually. I am so surprised by this game. I'm not a SpongeBob guy. I never have been. I was a little too old for SpongeBob, I think, when it came out. My younger brother and sister watched it, whatever. Uh, So I'm not picking up on like every single solitary reference, but this game is so fun and charming. And what it reminds me of the most uh, is actually Psychonauts 2, weirdly. Like just the way that there's all kinds of like colorful, you know, varied levels, like one second SpongeBob's in like this cowboy level, one second he's in a pirate stage, then a prehistoric era. Like, it's so fun. Like, it's a really just kind of charming, fun, well-made little 3D platformer. And it's a total throwback to, like, that kind of original Xbox, PS2, GameCube era, you know, 3D collectathon platformers like we used to get back then. So, for people who, you know, who loved, like, Battle for Bikini Bottom and stuff like that, it's like, you guys are going to love this. Like, this game was made for you, you know? And uh, I just had such a good time with this. It's a breezy playthrough. I got through it in like 10 hours, just like quick. And you're in and out and it's just fun. Like at the end of the day, it's just, it's not even full price. It's $39.99, like at US anyway. And uh, it runs well on Switch. Like I was surprised at how it ran on Switch. It's like the yeah. disclaimer we need on every yeah. every yeah. conversation around Switch. Like, Asterix. don't be afraid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just liked it. I was really charmed by it. And I just want, don't be scared of the new SpongeBob 
you know, game. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. It was good. No, it's, it sounds like it turned out much better than the the remake of uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom, which I know right. did not review very well, despite the fact that I remember people really liked that, liking that game on GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to hear that the Cosmic Shape is doing is a lot better. So maybe I'll check this one out at some point. It's but good, it's, dude. Again, too many. It, I think this is rough timing for this game, unfortunately. It like, is. I would be way more open to play, checking this one out, probably if it wasn't in the middle of every other game that's coming out right now, I think. Totally. Yeah, it's very, it's kind of, um, you know, it's flanked by bigger games, unfortunately. And we're getting a direct any minute now, you guys. Any second. February 8th or 9th, I already said. It's, you know. Yeah, I think my my prediction is out the window. It's already passed. You're done. Yeah, I think I'm out. Yeah, you're you're mincemeat. I tried to go for, you know, (laughs) something a little different instead of the same old, same old. But yeah, you can have your... It's going to be the same old, same old. Yeah, Yeah, that's okay. I'm good with it. Honestly, I think it's always it's it's been great. So, yeah, very exciting. Um, I don't know why this came to mind, but Seth, did did you have cheesy on uh, all in this past week to to talk about uh, Super Mario? What is it called? Super Mario Nintendo World. Super Nintendo World. Yeah, Mm -hmm. nice man. How was that? That was fun. Yeah, that was that was a good conversation with him, and he like. it was we we were like we had a spy on the inside, dude. Like he was able to go in there and kind of report back and <laughs> you know talk about how that whole experience is. He got into like a preview event. Like a friend of his invited him along, and he's like, "Stop the presses! I'm getting on a plane and I'm no going to kidding. Hollywood, man." Yeah, you got to oh do God. that. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was fun. That was a fun conversation. Oh, I love it. Yeah, people should definitely yeah. check that out. Um, yeah, I'm starting to hear more and more people like starting to plan. That they're going to work that into vacation plans. So that's that's exciting, man. We live in a world now where you can go to a, a Mario crazy? attraction. Like, a, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. We're going to be watching the movie here in just a couple months at this point, dude. April's right around the corner. Cat at this suits. Point. We got yep. cat yes. suits. Yes. 3D world, baby. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Dude. And every time we didn't get music in this latest trailer, we did get Seth Rogen. Uh, not Seth Sturgill. We got we got different Seth. Yeah. Seth on this one sounds great. Yeah. Sounds you know sounds not like surprising at all. Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I what I can't wait to hear is any little hint of the 3D world music, but in this new kind of overture that we're kind of getting with this movie, we've seen some yes. some familiar themes show up, um, and and familiar melodies kind of show up, and I just love how that works in. So. I can't like I'm as as excited about the the soundtrack for this movie oh my God. as I am the movie itself, and also Me of too. course the 3D Mario that we are definitely getting this year. Count your bottom dollar on it, you guys! Holy crap! Gotta be I something. Wait. Mm-hmm. Gotta be so. I that, if if they work in the 3D World Bowser theme into this movie, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it's so good. I I will be like that guy. If you listen to the pre-show, I'll be like the second yes. chances guy. <laughs> yes. That will be me. Yeah. That, Therapy dog. <laughs> <laughs> good God. oh my goodness pre-post shows but are the best they are. i mean i'm just gonna be the one dissenter with the mario movie and say <gasps> as great as it looks i kind of at this point am seen enough and i don't want to see any more of this movie that's I don't fair. want anything else spoiled i just want to see i just i'm ready for april to be here yeah that's, that's fair yeah go no, to the I'm theater with you. I'm and watch you. it and then, and then just, you know, go from there and be surprised with it. I thought you were about but. to say that you, like, thought this movie looked awful. I'm like, yeah, oh, no. Yeah, I was about no. to kick you out of the, <laughs> the, the call here. I think that yeah, was it. You were, like, you were, you were like, well, that's the last time Ryan's ever on this show. Yeah, but one, no, one no. and done. 
no, it looks great, but it's like I'm just like, yeah, I, I think I'm I'm ready for the movie to come out. I'm with you. And not to yeah. Else. As excited like, as I was to see the cat suit, I was also I was equally going like, ah, I kind of wish that was a surprise. That's right. a moment in a, in the theater where if we saw the cat suit and didn't know about it, yeah. like we'd be like, totally, we'd be freaking out. Yeah, like, that all be of it has been like we we. That's all. That's now been. Ta- Thanks a lot, Miyamoto. You're taking yeah. these moments away right. from us. This, this movie's well, like Laundry. 67 minutes. Like, I mean, I don't know if you, I can't remember if y'all have talked about it on previous episodes, but there's also elements from the movie that McDonald's toys are spoiled too. So it's right. like, there's little things like that that have come along where, you know, I, at this point I'm like, yeah, I'm good. They've already sold me on this movie. I just want to go watch it. <laughs> there's Seth's physical. Yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. These McDonald's toys are so bad, y'all. They're it's terrible. like hilarious how bad they are. I got this. Yeah. This Bowser is probably the coolest one. And all you do is you spin a spike on his back and the flames twirl. And that's all it does. These toys it, suck. It, it just looks like he was <laughs> impaled, actually, instead of yeah. like blowing the, the the fireball out. That's not good. Oh, my gosh. It's not good. good. Uh, man, should we get into some of these community questions we have here? We've got some community questions. Uh, Let's do it. I guess this so. This week. On the show, I guess we can do that. Um, wahoo! So this is wahoo. This is uh, actually um, in light. Of, so this comes from Brian Eck. He says, "Question for the show: In light of recent news, could you share a few of your favorite Nintendo memories at E3? I missed out on so many years watching the event, and would mm. love to hear your thoughts and opinions on what made E3 so magical for gamers and developers during that period." He, of course, is uh, is referencing the news that IGN broke, I believe, earlier today or last night or something like that as we're recording this, that Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft will not be attending E3 this year, which is uh, kind of major. So Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not, it's not surprising as much for PlayStation or Nintendo. I wasn't... Yeah. After the last couple of years, I wasn't expecting them to come back. And then Microsoft, they, their report, their story says they're not there, but Phil Spencer was like, yeah, we're just across the street at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. So we're we're kind of there. So I mean, I don't know if, if it's really accurate to say Xbox won't be there at all. But Nintendo, it would be it would be nice to see them there because I know what they used to do is they used to have this giant booth and it would usually be set up for like like de- designed and themed about whatever the big game right. was. Um, which of course we don't even know what the big fall game for Nintendo is going to be at this point. Like what they would be showing at E three. Um, but unfortunately, this is one of those things where I don't think. I think Sean, you were the only one that uh, one of us that went to E three, right? So, I was just looking at my phone right for up. for pictures of this. Actually, um, I'm trying to remember what what Pokemon game would have been featured there in 2019. Um, Sword and Shield, maybe, probably. Yeah, yeah. It actually would have been Sword and Shield. So yeah. they had a great display for that. I've got a little like I took some pictures of like a score bunny. Oh, and, yeah, look at that. Like some really just absolutely wonderful Grookey? setup. Yeah. And Grass so monkey. we were we were very lucky because uh, the Nintendo dads. Shout out to the freaking Nintendo dads. As as I really don't want to give Justin Masson any more credit than he already gets. Um, the rest of them are pretty great, but that Justin Masson, you know, uh, that dude in his beard. He he doesn't know? have a beard. Yeah, <laughs> you have to watch uh, it. He did he a Manscape thing recently. The Manscape, yeah, it. he doesn't. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but yeah. for real, shout out to the Nintendo dads because they connected us with uh, Nintendo, and we got a. Um, behind the booth tour of everything oh, cool. and i actually oh. got to play a few games um including link's awakening and there's a picture oh. of me that i'm not going to share that i'm i'm teary-eyed playing it because it all hit me this like what was happening 
this mm. amazing access, the friendship with the Nintendo dads is the reason that we were there, that we got to play something that not everybody got to play, mm-hmm. that the game itself was so gorgeous and the style was new and fresh, like that kind of toyish reimagining of Link's Awakening. Um, so there's a, yeah, there's a picture of me playing that game uh, alongside Luke Lore, actually. Um, and a very, yeah, just a, it all kind of, dawning on me all at once a very special moment that we got to play nintendo games at the infamous e3 booth you know um so i got it i got a different experience than i think what most people would have if they were to go to e3 so i can't even i'm not going to even come to the to the table with with a with a begrudging oh e3 just it it's not what it was and it, it's Nail all lines or whatever like yeah. i had a phenomenal like a, a forever memory uh, with my with my time at E3 and especially the Nintendo booth was very very special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's one of those things where like I think that's the most special part about E3. Because like when he was asking when we were asking about E3 moments here, I think just a lot of them are very forgettable for us when we're at home. But when you're actually at the event, it probably is just so much more. Special. I get, but so, you know what though, Ryan? Like I'll give shoutouts to like the the fact of the the Nintendo Direct itself. Right comes from oh, yeah. E3, like and the um, Nintendo sixty two, Nintendo sixty three, Nintendo sixty four, <laughs> and yeah. the um, the robot chicken stuff, and all the different like amazing Nintendo directs that we got or presentations we got at E3. Um, mm. Like, wasn't one of them Bill Trennan just eating all the donuts or something? Like that was a yokai watch direct. Oh, was yeah. It? okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. The, the E3 stuff has been. My body is ready, you know. Um, That's from E3. Yep. Reggie's yeah. first one, like his very first E3. I'm Reggie. I'm here to uh, kick ass and take names. Or like, is... yeah. Nintendo did E3 quite well. And I, I feel like the reason I'm kind of like responding to you in this way, Ryan, is I think that a lot of people have this late, like just kind of whatever attitude about mm-hmm. E3 yeah. in general. And especially with Nintendo, it's like, no, Nintendo did E3 really well. Everyone is here, Ryan. They spent like 20 minutes on Smash at E3, and that was awesome. That's true. You yeah. know, I have a lot of good memories covering E3 uh, with people here and um, Bobby, of course. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Lots of good stuff. But I mean, my point that I was trying to get at more was I actually prefer watching Nintendo Directs and getting the information that way. Mm-hmm. But I think like the, the Nintendo booth is definitely way more special than anything else than anything they can convey in it, both a present like a press conference or the nintendo direct so that that was all the the, the point because yeah. i'm with you sean i actually think e3 itself even though i've never been very very special thing and i it's something i want to continue yeah it's something that i really think as someone who wants to go to e3 this year for the very first time ever like it's definitely something i want to be around and and be awesome and i've been to nintendo press events before and they've always been been great so it's like i've i've always wanted to go to the Nintendo booth at E3 and go see whatever, like, you know, whether like the breath of the wild one that they erected, that was just this giant, like huge stage for the breath of the wild thing. Looked amazing. Language. But, oh, I'm sorry, Sean. 
We're on I, YouTube. Right. <laughs> not any can't be not using for those long. words. <laughs> not for long. No, I but, 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 but anyways, I, I feel like we completely ignored Seth here. So Seth, what about you? No, no, no. I, I come I'm with you guys. Um and I think that uh there's a lot of like dialogue kind of like, well, Nintendo doesn't need E3, and they don't. You know, they're gonna throw on a direct around the same time, and there's gonna be, you know, millions of views on YouTube and Twitch and whatever. They can drum up the hype themselves. They don't need to spend the budget on that kind of stuff or whatever. But like to to the point of of the question too is like, yeah, there are some really treasured Nintendo at E3 memories. And I think that E3 sort of facilitated a lot of that stuff of making this an event with a stage and having like these, these sort of presentational vibes that um, directs don't quite get into, especially in the modern age where I'm kind of just begging for like more personality out of Nintendo where totally I'm kind of just begging for that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I miss the days of Reggie and Mr. Iwata and, you know, and having the Star Fox puppets and the yes. robot chicken. I'm begging oh. for that, you know? No more shortcut. Like this whole, does Nintendo need it or not? Like it's a, it's giving them a pass that we don't need to be giving them. We need it. We're the gamers. Yeah. We're the ones who want to get excited about this stuff. And it's awesome. And I, you know, I'm, I'm an old grumpy man shouting at the clouds, but like Nintendo power was awesome. And it got us yeah. hyped about stuff. And I think magazines are cool. I think E3 is cool. And all I seem to be doing is yelling and wanting stuff that has gone away to stay. And I guess I can be okay with these changes as long as there's something else. And I guess that's where the fear comes in for me. Is like, if not E3, if not that to get me really riled up and to know that that's, the, that's Nintendo's chance to get us all really excited. What is it then? You know, because mm-hmm. the Nintendo Directs have a different feel. The one that we're going to get in February is going to be, here's what's happening this year. And that's cool. But it's not like a all in, you know, like like Seth's YouTube channel. It's not all in. <laughs> it's sort of in. And it's like, all right, here's your update, you filthy monster. <laughs> you didn't build the animals. It's, like, it's a collection of commercials. Totally. Here's just yeah. a, some scraps to to keep you satisfied and and busy and distracted for a little while instead of a a beacon. And with especially in the year of Tears of the Kingdom, where mm-hmm. is our crazy like deep dive into it? Among other things, I know we're gonna get our. our I'm sure we're gonna get our our Zelda direct as we do yeah. with many other games. But I like it when it's that along with other things. And I'm tired of mm-hmm. the kind of the narrative around it being like, well, Nintendo doesn't need it and they can get away with this, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we like it. I don't care what they need. Like they we can. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course they can, but we should, we should want some more. Yeah. We should, we should want something a little bit more, a little, just, just something, just anything that it just feels so stagnated. Doesn't <laughs> I don't it? Like know. it just something feels amazing. I guess. Uh, something yeah. amazing. I get it just feels sterile. Like we get yes. we, like we get totally hyped up for it and we like watching the trailers, but to your point about Nintendo Power, it had comic books yep. and art and mm-hmm. you know, and like the posters. all this stuff, like counselor's corner and posters, and like, yes, that magazine was an ad ultimately. Yeah. But it had personality to it. Yeah. And it made you feel like you were kind of like a part of something. Whereas now it's just like, you're going to watch a bunch of trailers with a voice, like a disembodied voice telling Mm -hmm. you five minutes of how to play triangle strategy or whatever. And, (laughs) and you're going to like it. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to like it. So yeah, that's my, I miss that. That's my, anytime (laughs) E3 comes up, you're going to get a very impassioned kind of rant from me. So. 
Don't don't let them brainwash you all. You need it. Maybe we need to talk about E3 tomorrow on the Xbox Drive, Sean, just so you can have another rant. Just cry. I'm out of tears, <laughs> you guys. I'm all out of, out of tears. tears. Yeah, I'm all out, out of tears. tears. Hey, speaking yeah. of tears, we've got a question from our friend Drellish who says, question for the show, how should we best prepare ourselves over these next 90 days to be ready and get the most out of tears of the kingdom? What recommendations do you have for those having completed Breath of the Wild versus those who haven't? I mean, I don't know what this game is going to be, to be honest. All, all other than it seems to be a like pretty direct connection to the to Breath of the Wild, and that's new. Like that's not necessarily something that we really have a lot, a whole lot of experience with. So mm-hmm. I feel like it might be a bit of a cop out answer. Go like, do whatever works for you. Like I, I hate, I actually, I hate, I hate this answer that I'm about to give. But like, it kind of <laughs> depends on on if you typically get like uh, burnt out on something. Because if sure. you do, then stay the heck away from Breath of the Wild and come yeah. in as fresh as possible. Like maybe watch a, <laughs> I was going to say a story recap, but then I kind of giggled a little bit. Like there's no, there's no story. <laughs> there's you can watch a 35 second recap of what's going on here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe some, maybe some cosplay or pick your favorite podcast to, to find your favorite communities to get involved in and, and find out who else is geeking out about it. Maybe another way to tackle this instead of the more traditional, like do you play it or do you not play it? Find mm-hmm. your, find your people, take this time to find where are you going to hang? Um, and this might even be just a, a call out even for us at carpool to go like, what are, what are our pre tears of the kingdom plans? How are we going to be covering it, talking about it? You know, that kind of thing. You have me think of relish as you always do my mm. friend. Mm. Of course. Of Stroke course. of the beard. And that's actually good advice too. It's just like, yeah, you don't want to get burned out on the same thing because it, you. It looks like you are going to be a, at least exploring the same open world while also going to the sky stuff. So I, I would imagine you don't want to get too burned out on that, that open world experience. So just go watch a speed runner. Just speed run, <laughs> like a speed <laughs> run of Zelda. You know, Breath of the Wild. Actually, don't do that, but also do that because it's also really interesting to see just how a speed runner would tackle that game because it's. Let me tell you what it's it's really it's a really interesting way of looking at how that game is designed. Yeah. Um, but but uh, but yeah. So I'm actually again that's a game I'm pretty excited about too. But my my prep plans for Bre- for T- Tears of the Kingdom is just somehow finish all the games I want to finish before <laughs> yeah. it comes out because there's a lot of games coming out between now and March, and then there's even more being added in April. So it's like I want to finish all those. That's first good and advice. Just gonna play it. Clear like, out your other just clear, clear out obligations. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Ryan, the other thing that came to mind for me is, you know, in anticipation, this is a total guess, but there is uh, speculation that there might be some sort of connection to Skyward Sword. And so mm. part of me wonders, like, maybe Good play call. Skyward Sword so that it's fresh in your mind and you might see some of those connections. But I don't know that. So it's, you know. But still do it anyway, because the game's well, like amazing. The, the game <laughs> and on Switch, my biggest surprise, that game was revealed at the February directive that year. And I'm like, who cares? Groose is terrible, and I don't want to fight the same boss four or five or 15 <laughs> times, whatever it is. Played it on Switch, totally flipped my my opinion about it. And had actually nothing to do with the controls. Just time and place, and the Switch sure. is amazing. Just a little Switch magic. And Skyward Sword is, is one of my it's favorite awesome. games now. Yeah. Just like how Sean, the Breath of the Wild also had a reference to Zelda as Zelda's adventure on the CDI. There's actually a location in Breath of the Wild that is actually from Zelda's adventure on the Philips CDI home console. Um, so you clearly should go also go back and play that to prepare for 
Tears of the Kingdom as well. That's what you're doing, Ryan. Yeah, you're doing that for us. That's what I'm doing. That's why I'm playing those. Because it makes sense. It makes sense. Ryan, everybody knows that. That's common knowledge. Just kidding. Who knows that? Nobody knows that. That's amazing. (laughs) That's why you invited me on the show, clearly. Two CDI references in one show, you guys. We haven't even talked about Hotel Mario yet. That's something we could be talking about. Yes. I love some Hotel (laughs) Mario. Uh, this is sort of in line with this, with kind of just the connective pathway we've been talking about. Quagmire asks, so far, it looks like all I'm buying for Switch this year is Tears of the Kingdom and the Xenoblade 3 story scenario. Is Nintendo starting to hold back games for its Switch successor that'll launch in summer 2024? So Both. Yes, also. Yeah. I think um, this isn't new, Quagmire. This is the strategy. Uh, mm-hmm. the game that you are that you are supposed to be purchasing right now with all of your dollars is Fire Emblem, and you are pre-ordering Zelda. And this is designed by Nintendo, and we are all following suit. The Direct will unveil what is next, and there's nothing to be concerned about. Is we are no we're not in the Wii U days anymore. There's there's no right. holding back. There's no um, shortage of of content or anything. This is merely, at least for me, as simple as. Um, and letting you know about anything else that's coming is just a distraction. And right. Nintendo has mastered this in the last six years that you will buy the next game and that's it. And why wouldn't you, why, like they're not talking down in price anyways. So you might as well just buy it day one. And then, then you'll get a little something, something after that. They've really locked it down, man. Yeah. My, my yeah. thought was like, guys, it's like, it's barely, we're barely out of January. Like relax. We, we don't know anything yet. We know yep. nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, know. my thought process is there's a lot of good games on Switch announced this year that aren't first party Nintendo right. games, and, and they almost they almost don't need any other games besides Zelda That's and crazy. Fire Because we be have happy. you know Project Octopath Traveler two. We've got Theat Rhythm. We've got yes. we got Atelier Rise of Three. Just got Persona. A, yeah, exactly. Kirby. Like there's a lot of good games coming to Switch in the next couple of months. So. I mean, if you didn't, for some reason, want to play Tears of the Kingdom or Fire Emblem, there's still going to be lots to play on Switch. So, he's, But I also think, too, to the question's point, I do think they're also holding stuff, some, starting to hold stuff back now for the next console. But I think they were doing that last year, too, mm. um, with a lot of these games. So I think, like, because we, we can see that new console on the horizon, whether it's Switch 2, Switch Pro, or whatever, whatever is coming on the horizon in the next couple of years. So I would imagine... Like we're going to st- like there's going to be some of those games being held back or co- new concepts that may have, you know, come out on Switch originally, but are not now because of whenever the next console's coming. The, the question is a good one to maybe come back to after the direct as far as so. what's being held back yeah. for the next console. It's just we wouldn't know one way or another at this stage, but like I think it'll, the picture will be much more clear immediately after that direct, like how far out they're going to they're going to tell us about. Games in the past, and Seth, you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like in the past we've gotten maybe as late as like July or August, um, totally, maybe September, and like that's kind of it. There's, it seems like there's this nice cutoff that allows for the June E3 kind of time for us to know what's going on in the in the holiday season, and I love it. Like of all the of all the platforms of all the Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, like this is the best. This is the best way to do it. Give us a few months, we'll spend, and I spent way more on Nintendo last year than any other platform. So they, mm-hmm. they've got me and I'm frustrated with Nintendo more often than not. And they still get my dollars. So, you know, they've, they've got their marketing manipulation down to a T. It's really, 
The, the, they'll announce a Paper Mario game like a month before Holy it comes crap. out. Can you imagine? You know what I mean? Yeah. <gasps> they that would did. Be amazing. Like they, no, but that, again, like, like what happened with the last one? Yeah. Yep. Yep. They, no, but I, 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 had, I wasn't thinking Paper Mario. That would be great to get that. Yeah. I, I look at even uh, Age of Calamity was announced like less than two months before it came out. You know, there are games that I, I think it all just depends on. Like, I think it's totally possible. We um, we've been seeing the the Advance Wars pre-orders crop back up. People are finally starting to be like, oh, maybe it's finally time. Like, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world if that game was like shadow dropped. You know what I mean? Shadow like, drop, yeah. It, that wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. You know, Nintendo is mm. going to position this stuff in the way that it makes sense for them in that moment. Yeah. You know? So, I, but I, I agree. I think we come back to this after the February Direct that mm-hmm. we assume we're getting. Uh, Ryan, I've got you here, so I feel like we are uniquely poised to answer this question from Neon Tiger. Mm. Top five Metroidvanias on Switch, go. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many. There's so many to choose from. All Hollow right, Knight, so gotta be Metroid Hollow Dread, Knight, right? Is Met- can Hollow you use Knight? Metroid? Yeah. Like, is that okay? Yeah, yeah Metroid Dread's a, a Metroidvania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It counts. G- gotta have Metroid Dread in there. Uh, Castle Castlevania Advance Collection. Yes, nice. Yes, it's, even though it's three games and three old games, I mean, they're, they're three of the best. Yeah, ones on there. yeah. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Great. Yes, game. it wasn't good on Switch when it came out. But it's been patched and it plays great now. So I, I think it's got to be in there. Do in not disappoint me, Ryan. And Curse of the Moon. Curse of the Moon 2. The the like Castlevania 3 style Bloodstained game. Yeah, it's but that's really not good. really a Metroidvania though. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's not really a Metroidvania. That's more of like an action combat platformer. Still good though. Yeah. Play that too. No, it's still amazing. It's, it's just <laughs> it's the other reason why I'm not throwing in the Castlevania collection. The other yeah. in the chat. Give me your best need games to play. Uh, yeah. You've got to throw Ori in there. They're both on. Yeah. They're both yes. on Switch, or in the Blind Forest, or in the Will of the Wisps. Yeah, I think Will of the Wisps is probably probably the what I'd put as the fifth one. Mm. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other Metro. I mean, Steamroll Dig and Dig Two are kind of Metroidvania ish. Yep. Yeah. Guacamole. Yeah, Guacamole yeah, is a great too. call. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There man. is there's a, a lot, lot, dude. Holy cow! Really yeah. good. Axiom Verge as well. It's another good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. That's probably like the, they, it seems like a blatant kind of ripoff of Metroid, but yeah. It basically is. Yeah. Axiom Verge 2, though, in particular, is, is quite a bit different. That's yeah, a yeah. weird, special little game. So, but we threw out a lot of uh, a lot of them there. Oh, and don't forget about Super Metroid on Nintendo Switch. Online. I was going to say, yeah, That's like there's, there's the that. obvious. Like play the actual <laughs> Metroids and Castlevanias. Yeah. Just play that. We got one final question here from Fulia. It says, I've recently been playing Sackboy A Big Adventure and I'm really enjoying the challenge aspect of the game where you can try and beat other players on your friends list through time trials. What game on the Switch would you like to see get this treatment and what should the challenges be? Guys, every game should have like friends list leaderboards and time trials. Yep. Every single one of them. I want in everything is the answer. I You're love not allowed this. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Every game. All of it. Atelier Rise of Three with time trials. Coffee talk, time trials. Uh, I want to beat your times <laughs> in coffee. You know, I just, I love yeah. this stuff. Neon White is such a great example of mm-hmm. this. Like, I just love anything like this where I can see like, hey, your friend did it just a little bit faster. Yeah. Oh, well, just Mario games in general too. Like yep. I think about, like again, I'm an old man. I think about the Wizard, um, the yes. 90 minute commercial for Mario Three, which is a movie, uh, and just the way that they had like e- esports kind of built into that whole thing was really Nintendo fascinating. World Championships. Yeah, dude. To- oh yep. my god, dude, 
bring back Nintendo World Championships again. They did it like um a few years ago. What the heck was it? Was it yeah. Splatoon or is it something? Um, no, it was Mario it was Maker. Splatoon. They had a Mario yeah. Maker yeah. thing too. It, it was multiple games. Yeah, it was yeah. three games. So so because that's how the that's how the original Nintendo World Championship was. It was three right. games. Yeah, because it was that that it was the special cartridge you had for that with the three mm-hmm. games on it. Because mm-hmm. you had Tetris, uh, Rad Racer, and uh a different mario game that i played uh, it, just um, super mario brothers i think it was just super mario brothers yeah they have didn't they have the track and field or something like that also was one of them or is that a different thing i think that was a later one that yeah because they, they, they revised it throughout the years because i think mm-hmm. in later years they did mario 3 track and field and tetris again yeah for the three yeah yeah put it in i just i just love this stuff like i just that's like my favorite is when when they can have a satisfying like leaderboard like um, Astro's Playroom on PS5 was totally like this too, where people yeah. were just like trading times back and forth. I love it. I want it in like a standard feature in every Mario game moving mm-hmm. forward. Like just put it in there. So Ugh. I'm hearing you say all this, Seth, but the real answer you and I both know is Theat Rhythm Final Bar Line yes. coming out on February 17th on Nintendo Switch Dude, and so other excited. consoles. Uh, we because I need to beth- beat all of Seth's scores. Yes. D- 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 I mean, all assumably- 550 songs I need to beat Seth's <laughs> score in. And that's but, not an exaggeration. There's, no, that's not. The that's- DLC, there, it's 550 songs. And and I will own every single one of those songs, too. I'm a total sucker for that stuff. Uh, I, does that have leaderboards? Do we know? Is that going to have like... No, it doesn't, which is why I'm saying oh, it should. <laughs> yeah, it should. It definitely it really should. should. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, you know, I need to know that I, I did better than you at all the songs from Nier or uh, Xeno Gears <laughs> or yes, any, of the, Gears. any of the more obscure games in there. And Sean's just like, what the, what the heck is Sean? I'm just letting you have your moment. You guys, you guys have fun. You all have fun. I'm yeah. so excited for that game. Genuinely one I'm of surprised. my most anticipated this year. Can't wait. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't go sit in the corner that time, Sean, while we were talking about it. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's only for you, Ryan. That's just for you. Oh. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm trying to think like I like it is funny because it really is every game, but you know, Tetris 99 could use leaderboards. You know, I love yeah. even even on Xbox, um, there's even um like how many achievements have you gotten this month? Or what's your gamer right. score this month, or like by game, you can have those comparisons. Like I I spend this is something that I never talk about, but I spend time scrolling through that stuff. Like, oh, yeah. how what's our achievements like kind of lining up? Me and Ryan, especially Ryan, you know? Yeah. But Sean, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to mention this when we were talking about Fire Emblem. Mm. This is one of the things I think you would actually really fall down the rabbit hole with in Fire oh. Emblem. There's achievements in Fire Emblem. Oh no. With with actual <laughs> in-game unlockable stuff tied to the achievements. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and there's and the best part is, Sean, there's literally like 500 achievements in that game. Well, so that's not like, that's like the core so seeds for God's so, sake. No, there's some like easy stuff, but there's also like play do this battle where you only kill enemies with this character mm. like all kinds of crazy stuff. i like that kind so, of stuff Ugh. yeah yeah there's, a, there's there it's the first nintendo game that i know of in recent memory that has achievements so i should i thought that was that golden eye put them on golden eyes time like leaderboards on golden like your time trials yes. on that like that would be so good with those That'd missions be super fun uh, all the, the games. The Metroid Dread uh, boss fight, uh, yep. boss rush mode also needs a leaderboard mm-hmm. like that as oh, well. Oh, I never played that. I always wanted to go back to that. What else did they do? Me they too. did the boss rush and what else, Ryan? The 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 mode where if you hit, get hit once, you oh, I don't want any part mode. of that one. Yeah, I don't want it. Yeah. Dread yeah, mode. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want to do a playthrough of that at some point on stream. Brutal. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
Oh my god. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Time trials and all the games. Everybody. Leaderboards. Give it to us. It's... Uh, leaderboards. Yeah. Put it in. Put it in there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I mean, uh, al- almost every game in 1997 had leaderboards in it, but we don't. We can't do that now. So there you go. <laughs> Anyways, I'll let you outro to the show. No, show yeah, up. Ryan, we we appreciate you coming on, man. We pre- I think you sold a couple copies, perhaps of Fire Emblem. Influencer. <laughs> That's how I feel, anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, you know, with like with a copy of Fire Emblem Divine Edition. Just I'm trying to find like this. I oh, just can't help. I will have a physical coming, and and Lockleth will be back for Uh-oh. it. Uh, thanks to El Babins, Ryan here in Canada posted a link for Sephiroth Amiibo available on Amazon, and I put my order in today. Ooh. So Sephiroth is is showing up pretty soon, and I am stoked about that. That is awesome. Lockleth will be happy about that. too. That is pretty awesome because I have another physical I want to show. See, uh, I have uh, this hit Sega CD game Cliffhanger, Cliffhanger. starring Sylvester Stallone that I wanted to show off. Like, look at, look at this cover. Look, look at him hanging Straight from the movie. There. That is so Straight bizarre. I don't even know how it came up, but I was watching something on YouTube that was talking about how the, there was a stunt in the movie Cliffhanger where the guy like goes from one, like he zip lines from one plane to another. And it was, an, a, mil, it was a million dollar stunt that was illegal in Europe that Sylvester Stallone took a pay cut so they could do that stunt. And now you've oh got your gosh. physical cliff. Like this is, how fresh in my mind it is like that level of detail is there that's a that's oh, a God, ryan term now i know what it feels like to be ryan for a second like here's a yeah. piece of trivia that nobody was asking for uh <laughs> here it is this is that's just the life you live now now you just can't get away from that oh, you know man. sean what a life we oh, live man. you guys good god i good love god. this get us out of here I, ryan where can people find you oh well th- first of all Thank you, Seth and Sean, for having me on the show tonight. This was a lot of fun. I, I, again, barely ever get to talk about Nintendo, so this was actually super fun to be able to talk about with y'all tonight. Uh, You can find me over on the internet using your (laughs) tigerelectronicsgame.com handheld electronic device. Go into the browser app and then typing in http colon backslash backslash um, www.twitter.com slash Ryan Turford. You can find me there. Thank you so much for having me again once again. Thank you. Sean, where can people find you? Oh, well, before I jump into that, I want to thank Luke Lore uh, for yes. joining us uh, at Patreon, as well as Adam Renard, too. Uh, new patrons at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. Um, but if you want to follow me on the internet, you can fire up your web browser on your Wii console, your Opera <laughs> web browser. Go yep. uh, point at the, the address bar. And you can type in, uh, you, you actually don't need all that or other letters. We joke around, but you can just start with twitter.com slash Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. That, that's me, my friend. Awesome. And as for me, uh, you can ask for your parents' permission to connect to your dial-up modem <laughs> and uh, <laughs> connect to like America Online or something <laughs> and uh, go to twitter.com slash $2 hero. Uh, you can also find Ryan on the RPG Cave where I believe uh, you and Garrett are also going to be talking about Fire Emblem soon. So. Yeah. It, Definitely. In case yeah. you didn't have enough Fire Emblem talk tonight, Garrett and I are actually going to go uh, pretty in depth with the game uh, on Monday. So definitely check out the RPG Cave. Or if you're watching right, right meow over on youtube.com slash carpool gaming, you will be right on this channel Monday night, next Monday night. So definitely come and hang out with us as we talk more about Fire Emblem as well. Awesome. Well, uh, I have the impossible task of trying to end this the way Lockleth does. She usually does like a question or something like that. I don't have any questions to leave. I don't know. I don't what, know how what she normally game, does What this. game other than all of them should have leaderboards? 
And why is the answer theat rhythm fire bar line coming to Nintendo Switch on February 15th? There you mm-hmm. go. From Square Enix. There you go. Let us know in the comments. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. 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 The Nintendo Drive is powered by Patreon and the amazing people at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. I want to thank you guys so much for making the dreams come true, especially our ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller. Please head on over to Robbie Bobby's Twitch channel. Subscribe to him there at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller. Trucker Sloth. Tony Baker from Quest 4 Pixels. That's Quest number 4 Pixels. Please subscribe to youtube.com slash Quest 4 Pixels today. Jonathan Brown, the new album from PME is called Video Game Boy. It's available right now on Spotify and Apple Music. And of course, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. The links are in the show notes, so please support our ultimate producers. But we can't forget about our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern, as well as our gold members, Anna, Bauza, Cecily Karotza, Dallas Robbins, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, and Tim Paulin. You guys are the best. We thank you so, so much.